What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by... Week of the Open guy, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1, get your gamble on. And it's brought to you by... Boxofawesome.com, promo code HAM. That's right. And preserve your memories, John. Legacybox.com slash HAM, 40% off. Now onto the segment. I don't know, guy, if you've looked at all at Royal Port Rush, but it's pretty freaking awesome. It's right on the water. It's a pretty sweet-looking track. Honestly, just YouTubing it a little bit this morning reminded me a lot. Now, Bandit Dunes would have stole this idea from them. <laughs> so Bandit Dunes copied like Northern Ireland, uh, but they did. And just reading a lot about this tournament, you know, the political impact. Obviously, Northern Ireland's had a lot of unrest the last the majority of our lifetime <laughs> for a long, long time. It's a really big deal going back there. Rory Graham McDowell from Northern Ireland. Like, it's a it hasn't been there in almost 70 years. Like, this is a pretty historic – this arguably is the most historic golf tournament in the world just given the length of how long golf has been over in that country, in both those two countries, Northern Ireland and just Ireland. But uh, Darren per- Cl- Is Darren Clark Northern Ireland? I, I thought he was might be South African, but don't quote me on that. He's won it before. Okay. I mean, R- R- Rory. It's you got some. Whole- let's dive in. I have. I have looked at the course. I've looked at mostly just like videos of guys out there playing. I saw Spieth out there in shorts. Is it warm? Uh, I think today it was pretty sunny. So, all right, what you got? Well, really quick on the course. Yeah, I was listening to this podcast, No Laying Up podcast. Oh, they yeah. had this guy from Ireland on, and he was saying that typically on these courses. Just in general, in Ireland, on any of the you know links type courses, hole one and eighteen usually kind of suck because where you place those holes are on the greatest kind of area real estate because you plop the clubhouse there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times on a link style course, the sweet holes are in the in the middle of the course. Well, they you, do want that. J- just so I understand you, like when you say sweet holes, you mean like they're like they're more unique, like they're tougher holes. Yeah, I guess they're signature holes. Okay. You know, when you talk about the course, those are the ones you think of. There are never one in eighteen. Well, because they found out like three or four years ago they were coming back, they scrapped hole one in eighteen, 
and built new holes. Wow. And they like kind of changed the setup of the course. And I heard Rory talking about it. Like Rory, I think grew up playing this course. And for a long time, like at age 16, he shot 61. He's the betting favorite right now at nine to one. Roy McIlroy betting favorite. Uh, and, and the guy on the no laying up podcast, whoever the, he covers golf, you know, in that area, he's like the, the, given the political, uh, impact and symbolism of this tournament, what this week means, he's like, you could argue in like recent memory, there's never been more pressure on one human than there is on Rory in this tournament. And he's embracing it. Like he understands it. He's been thinking about it for a while, but like what it means to these people. The other thing I guess is you know how when you and I went to Pebble Beach, you can't and I you can't like the Masters is the same. There's no walk up. You can't walk up and buy tickets. Like if you go to the John Deere Open, Guy Haberman, John Middlecoff, and ten of our friends could just walk up and buy some tickets. Well, typically the Open Championship, like one thing they hang their hat on is they never sell out because there's so much space in a lot of these links courses. It's just come first come first serve, but they're always gonna have tickets. Just general admission. They didn't do that here. One of the reasons is because they, I guess they have somewhat limited space. So they basically pre-sold like 40 grand, 40K a day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So like a total of, you know, 160. Wow. I think it's like a total of 200 because of the practice rounds too, but they capped it. And it's just kind of a unique, like it's just, it, I don't know. It's just, I, it's hard for like me, you, and most people in the States, if you're not from that area, to kind of understand the important – it'd be like the equivalent of like uh, – I, I don't know, like Iraq hosting the World Cup or something for them. Because golf's their number one sport. People will always look at that like kind of a place of terrorism and just unrest and just violence. And it's pretty – it's just pretty nuts. And I think we'll probably feel it once you know, we start watching it on TV because mm-hmm. I know I've heard Faraday say – he did a lot of stuff for NBC on the buildup of just because he's from Northern Ireland too, on just the impact. Like it means a lot to these people, guy. So do they think like does he think the crowds are going to be a little different than normal golf crowds just in, just because of the pride in the country? Yeah, he he thinks it's not as much just like people are. Yeah, I I don't know if they really know what it's going to look like yet. I think a lot of people are just praying to God. And I don't think that the they would have allowed this tournament to go there, you know, that of just a potential like bomb threat or just who knows. I mean, that stuff happens there a lot, you know, maybe, maybe not recently, the last like five, 10 years, but the last like 50 years, like the guy on the No Laying Up podcast said that he's like, even in the 80s, it had tempered down a lot. It only averaged like 100 deaths a year, but it just felt like more, you know, it, you just always felt uneasy. And none of these guys would have gone over there, right? If they didn't feel comfortable with it, like clearly they've they're pretty comfortable with the security and everything. I mean, the course is badass. Uh, the other thing is just it's it parallels the water, so at any moment, like today it was sunny. Well, you know, it, I mean, it flipped like this. The wind start pumping. It starts raining. Kepka plus one hundred. DJ sixteen to one. John Rom, who won over there a couple weeks ago, at that Scottish Open. He's playing really well, sixteen to one. I'm, I'm put some cash on him. That's pretty. Imp- I mean, that's a pretty unique to take advantage of. He played in a tournament at this course. Well, no, not at this course, but just, just, just over in Northern Ireland. There. I got you. Okay. I mean, so did Ricky. So did Kucherov. Oh, wait, what did you say? Did you say Scottish Open? 
the Scottish oh, Open, okay, yeah. Okay. So not even in the country, but just that style of but golf, it was that weather. style, yeah. Gotcha. I mean, the crazy-ass grass, you know. Uh, Ricky's played pretty well in this tournament historically. He's 30-1. to 1. Justin Rose. How's, who where's, just, Stuart, you know, where's Stuart Sink? He's got to be way down there. Phil's 100-1. to 1. Yeah, <laughs> so, ass. Uh, speed 35 to one. I, you know, I, I think I'm going to put a little, little cash on Rom. I'm going to put Ricky's going to win a major sooner or later, 30 to one, you know, 50 bucks wins you 1500 to me. Justin Rose just feels like he's kind of like, uh, you know, maybe like a Philip rivers type, but he's won a championship, but he's always going to put you in position. Like you feel pretty good going to war with him though. There, he always leaves you something a little to be desired. He's probably better than Philip Rivers. He's probably closer to like a Roethlisberger because he's good. He's better than Rivers, but he's not. Maybe he's Rogers. Maybe he's Rogers because you watch him when he's on. You're like, is this guy the best player I've ever seen? But he's but not he only flashy has one at all. No, but he's very arrogant. Doesn't he just look kind of like an asshole? I don't Close? know if he is or not. Yeah. Oh, I've always just kind of no. I've never thought that. I'm not saying that you don't not like correct. my you don't like my Rogers comp. Well, the thing my thing with Rogers is Rogers is like the guy that everyone talks about as if he won three or four. But I think when you think Justin Rose, you think he's been the best player in the world or one of them for the last like five or six years. And yeah, he's but only no, but, but but when it's like let's talk about the best players in the world, people just want to talk about Rory and Tiger and Dustin and Phil and Kepka. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Justin Rose has one major. But you go, he consistently has been a much better player than Kepka. So it'd be like Rodgers only has the one Super Bowl, but we all view him as like he should have three. I just feel like your average fan like will automatically go to Aaron Rodgers when you talk about the best players. And I don't know if just your casual golf fan goes to Justin Rose. That's no, probably I, why I don't like that. They'd probably go to Kepka. So who would be now. Rose? It's tough, too, because in golf, like you can win a mate. Like, to me, he's closer to somebody that hasn't won a, hasn't won a Super Bowl. Yeah, so he'd be, a, but he, to me, Marino? he's a better version. Yeah, he's a better version. Yeah, I like something like that, like a Marino type. Although Marino, I don't know. It's tough. It's a good. That's a really good question. Yeah, I see. I'd probably lean. He's better than Rivers, but he's probably not. He's probably not Rogers. But like, you couldn't like Rogers wouldn't be Phil, right? Phil's one like six. You know, Rogers is Rogers almost well, leaves something what? to be desired. You know what? Maybe Rogers is Phil. That's because let me just hear me out here. Because I'm gonna first of all, your PJ championships just don't. It's just they're not one to one championships and Super Bowls. Yeah, but Phil's won three major, three yeah. Masters. Yeah, so you're right. It's probably he's won too many to be Aaron. But I do think he's kind of Aaron, just in the just he's really ta- people talk about him like in his prime, one of the most talented. I should have won ten, not six. So flashy, right? Like he does all. Like Aaron Rodgers does take the club, hit it upside down, backwards. Like, that's Phil. Sh- like, Aaron plays like Phil golfs, I feel like. My Phil comp would be Peyton Manning. My Phil comp would be Favre. Phil has five majors. But he- here's his. Peyton here's- is too fundamental. Like, f- like Peyton. Yeah, you're right. Favre, I'm just Favre saying, is I'm my- just saying their career accomplishments. Yeah, Phil and Favre to me. Because here's why Phil can't be Aaron Rodgers. He's won the Masters three times. Okay. He won a PGA Championship, which, like you said, kind of gets thrown out, unless that Beth Page Black, which looks like the hardest course ever. Guy, he's finished tied for second or second in the U.S. Open one, two, three, four, five, six times. So just that accomplishment on its own is pretty incredible, and he's won a British. 
So, who's Jim Kelly? Uh, maybe Jim Kelly, uh, Matt Kuchar, who just somehow has made like seventy-five million dollars, but yeah. has never won a big yeah. tournament. Yeah, who's uh, who's Kepka? To me, we just got to see how far Kepka's career goes. Because is there a chance Kepka's career is like? Uh, Kepka like Kaepernick? Ca- early, yeah. early, before we knew. I'm not saying he's going to yeah. be, but it's like early Before on. the deal, before the knee, like 12 and 13. Yeah, just like greatest well, quarterback Kepka's, we've ever Kepka seen. Kepka has won three majors. I know, but we were talking about, like, Ron Jaworski yeah. said he could be the greatest quarterback ever. But yeah, right, he's won. That's why it's hard, because the wins are not. Well, here, here, here's another thing. I'm a big DJ guy. Kepka would go, I've done way more than DJ. I don't give a shit how many tournaments he's won. I've tripled his majors. Right. How many majors did you have? One. One. But it doesn't DJ feel like he's got four? To me, DJ feels like Roethlisberger. Who's won two? Who's who's won majors that shouldn't? Because that's Eli. Like a Danny Willett or you somebody's know, won like multiple majors. But it was like what? Well, see, to me, you can't win two majors and be a scrub. You can it's or hard. not a scrub, but you, you can yeah. win one major and be like, damn, this guy won the U.S. Open. Right. You know, but to win two, it's like, damn, that's pretty incredible. I, I do one thing. Kepka has he brought this up a while ago, and he's right. And it sounded so arrogant when he said it. He's like, yeah, I feel better about majors. He's like, because really, random people can't win it. Yeah. He's like, you take your field. When the field starts, really, fifty people have a chance. Right. And then half those people are gonna just be off that weekend. So right. do I'm or down choke. to twenty five twenty. Just, yeah, just. Yeah. Just fucking get crumbled. So I'm immediately down to 20. And he's like, let's be honest, of that 20, once we get into the meat of Saturday and Sunday, that's going to wipe out about half of them. So, you know, I got to take down like seven or eight guys. And that's his mindset if I'm on. And he's kind of right. So that's why you got to kind of, if you're going to be leveraged on this tournament of betting on the guys, I would pick the majority of guys like 20 to 1 or better. Rory, Kepka, DJ, Rom, Tiger, Ricky, Rose, like those type guys. Like I, I wouldn't mess around with that many super, super underdogs in this tournament because as we've seen this year, for the most part, you turn to Sunday, it's like four or five guys in the top 20, and then maybe a couple randoms, right? Like who was in the mix on Sunday at Pebble Beach? It was Gary Woodland, who's probably outside of that top 20, but he's not that far, versus Kepka, right? In the Masters, it was like Tiger, Molinari, Finau. Like, it's it, the last like five or six majors, for the most part, have been the big dogs. So Kepka's, he might, I mean, he could go into an analyst career because he's right. That's pretty, that's one of the smartest things I've ever heard a golfer say. Yeah. And he kind of got some shit for it, like, oh, just arrogant Kepka. No, he's right. I, I like why why wouldn't I just like Kepka in this tournament then? I mean well, I do. Well the one thing the Irish guy said is that this court this this course is not a huge just because the rough is so crazy. And the greens, I guess, you know how typically in some of these British opens, like you can hit a seven iron two hundred and fifty yards and just runs up to the green. Yeah. The, I guess these greens are elevated. So you can't really do that. You have to so, land the ball. Yeah, but he's like, actually being long and accurate is fine. And that's the one thing Kepka is. It's not like he's inaccurate with his driver. I mean, he that's so, where he filled, filled be fucked. Tiger would probably be screwed. Yeah, so I'd say Molinari, Ricky, just because he can putt. 
I mean, is Tiger playing just moving forward the next 10 years, like five tournaments a year? Well, yeah. Yeah, did we talk about this? That Other than the Masters, I don't see him. I don't know. How is he going to win other majors? Like, if he wins a non-Masters, if he wins another Masters, that'll be amazing. But if he wins a well, non-Masters. I, well, I, I think he could win, like, a U.S. Open at Torrey Pines where it's hot in the summer. Yeah. You know, or Wisconsin, St. Louis. He's got no chance at cold. Any tournament where you have to pack rain gear, out. I would even say like the like sweatshirts. Today, I saw today he had on you know where he wears a Nike collared shirt, but then he has the long sleeve undershirt that's super tight to kind of mm. keep you warm. Yeah, the, like yeah. a football player would wear in a right. winter game. I'd right. be like, uh, I don't like Tiger's back in those conditions. If I ever see you on the range in one of those things, I'm, I'm immediately annoyed. What if it's cold? Yeah, just just put on a pullover. Well, a lot of people don't like swinging in a pullover. I understand. I'm just saying if I what I see. Dry fit long sleeve guy on the range. I'm annoyed. Do you own dry fit long sleeve? I uh, the 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 loose ones. Yeah, not super tight. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just jealousy of body type that makes me annoyed when I see those. So my main three bets this week are going to be Rom, Ricky, and Rose. Tempted to just put like twenty bucks on Phil, hundred to one. Why, why do you keep doing this to yourself? Well, because guy he fasted. He's super skinny. Lost fifteen pounds. He lost fifteen pounds in three weeks. So I appreciate the discipline, and I just think he's desperate. Like what you just to drop I, bombs. I, yeah, I just think he can never discount great. And maybe just maybe he shot, but he at least he acknowledged it. Like he's not. You got to give him credit. He's not going down easily. I'm not not going down a scrub. Now he may just continue to be quote unquote a scrub. I mean, for relative to him, but he's pissed off. Like me, if I've been averaging fifty mil a year for the last ten years, I ain't losing fifty mil in three weeks. He does. You got to give him some. Like he takes a lot of pride in this shit. No, look, I don't think we've seen him good for the last time. I'm sure he'll. I, I'm. I think he'll be good again. I don't know for a sustained amount of time, but he'll be in the mix. But did I just. You, did you read paid? Did you read Phil? I almost said Phil Knight. Peter King, I guess, wrote around. With Peyton Manning a couple weeks ago Mm-mm. and he saved it because he's been on vacation and he gets in the car with Peyton Manning because Peyton's doing this thing for ESPN right and I guess he shot the video that they're going to use you know leading up to week one because it's the hundredth anniversary or whatever yeah so he went to Wrigley Field and he interviewed McCaskey mm-hmm. the daughter who's I mean the daughter she's 80 95 years old whatever but also him at Ditka like he did a bunch of stuff for the Bears leading into that game and Peter gets in the car. They clearly know each other. And he goes, I do not use the R word around here. Like, it, it's, it makes him uncomfortable, you know. Retired. Now, obviously, he's a retired player, but I think that makes him feel really old. Because mm-hmm. the one thing he said is, like, I always took a lot of pride when someone's like, what does this guy do? He's a football player. It was just very black and white, like, what this guy does. He's like, the last couple of years, people go, what are you doing? And Peyton kind of gets uncomfortable. He's like, well, you got a minute? Because he has to explain all the shit he's doing. But he doesn't have, like, a definitive thing he does. Yeah, yeah. And I think Phil's probably coming to grips with, like, I don't want to retire, but I'm probably not as good anymore, but I still think I'm good. And I think Peyton, that last year when Peyton got benched with a bad foot, but they still made the Super Bowl. And if you remember that year they made the Super Bowl in the AFC Championship game against the Patriots – First two drives, he scored a touchdown. So they were up like 14 to three. Right. But then as this game went on, it was like, is Peyton going to finish this game? <laughs> he could barely move. Super Bowl was the same thing. Because I remember sitting there thinking, 
They score on an early drive, and then as the game went on, he threw a pick to a defensive. I mean, he looked terrible. I, I think Phil is one more like plus ten in a, in a major. Like, fuck, I'm going to take like six months off. Yeah, maybe. Uh, okay, I'm excited for that. Um, if Ty, if Tiger is anywhere in the mix on Sunday, I will not hesitate to get up at like six a.m. to watch it. I'm with you. I mean. I'll hesitate for 6 a.m., but I'm with you. I'll get up earlier to watch it. Hopefully, it won't be t- what, t- what time is the like late tea time? Yeah, it always, it always feels like it finishes at like 10 a.m. on Sunday, so maybe it's not even – you don't need to get up that early. Maybe it's like 7.30. They kind of tee off. Um, by the way, early pick for Tahoe 2020 champ Steph Curry. Because you were telling me, you know, Romo's been really good. He's run – He's won running away now twice. It's going to be tough for him just to buckle down for this tournament in terms of prep. Maybe. I don't know. And who, who was saying? Probably not. Who I do was, think I, I, I thought about that. A lot of those guys just come for vacation, too. They bring their families. Who, who did you say said that, like, if Steph, like, the active players don't usually win? It was like, his name Kevin Hicks? Dan Hicks? Dan Hicks. And, like, Nota Begay were calling the tournament, I think. And just they they showed as Tony Romo, once he like finished seventeen, he couldn't lose it on eighteen because of the scoring system. They showed the breakdown of the winners. Baseball player and football players are tied. It's in the history of this tournament, twenty nine years. Hockey players. Am I missing a sport? Yeah, it's just those three How teams. About like musicians. And maybe yeah, actors, like actors. musicians. Like Jack Wagner. I don't even know what he oh, does. Oh yeah, he's but. a legend. He's supposed to be like the greatest. Like actor golf forever, I think. Yeah, so so he's won it a couple times. So musicians, actors, slash those three sports. An NBA player has never won it, and it, I think Nota Begay was like, if he really kind of took you know a couple months and focused, it was hard because he just went to China two weeks ago. Uh, I'm sure he took his he did take his clubs. So I follow him on Instagram. They played over in China. Well, yeah, they released. They did the Under Armour <laughs> release press conference there <laughs> yeah so but still i mean there's it's not your normal prep like tony's banging balls right at dallas country club with jordan so right? my theory is one and done in the playoffs next year steph's gonna have a lot of time to get ready for tahoe and uh he'll win this thing i would imagine if you look at steph right now this is a bucket list tournament for him to win i think it'd be pretty cool if like him and tony romo were dueling it out coming down the home stretch yeah. Yeah. that'd be pretty good tv I mean, guy, the, the the marquee group before they, like, establish themselves and they get grouped Saturday, Sunday, on Friday was Romo, Steph, Timberlake. Not – oh, who was Rodgers playing with? I think they put Rodgers with, like, two other super famous people. Gotcha. Or uh, maybe – or was it Rodgers? I thought it was Rodgers, Timberlake, and Steph. Maybe you're right. Because they just like to play together. I don't feel. I don't think like Roma wants to play with anybody he likes. He doesn't. He just wants to win. Yeah, he's there to like. I mean, he's like Tiger was of this uh, celebrity tournament. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 